Charles Darwin said, A man who dares waste one hour of time has not discovered the value of life. All too often, we get fixated on what might have been, or what once was, or what we hope will someday be, all at the expense of what is. Past and future can pickpocket our present if we don't focus on making the most of where we are and when we are. Being mindful of our past gives us experience. Planning where we're going in the future gives us hope. But the present gives us the context to know what it all means, to have a full tool belt to overcome challenges and to accomplish great things. This is the The Struggler Is Real series, The Time Traveler. This is The Mind Spark. Last time on the Mind Spark, uh, we talked about the pickle, and the time before that, we kind of went through all five of them. Um, this time, we're going to be talking about the time traveler, which, in its most basic, boiled down explanation, is somebody who is either living in the glory days of their past or is living for some imaginary future that hasn't happened yet and they are neglecting to live in the present they don't acknowledge their present situation because they're always hoping for something better to come along or some some windfall to happen that will change their lives for the better um or they're always looking back and saying oh i just need to get back to how it was back then when everything was perfect you know it's it's almost as if they're chasing like like happiness is a debt that they'll one day are gonna cash in, but that day never comes. Or it was something that happened a long time ago, and they just can't move on. They 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 their life hit a high watermark sometime in their past, and and that has defined them so much that they don't create new moments or enjoy you know life. One of the ones I see a lot are people that have either served in the military, and most of the ones that cling on to it are the ones that served very little in the military. Mm. And then for their whole life, every time they introduce themselves, it's like, oh, I was in this branch, or I was in that branch. Or, and and it's like, well, that was 20 years ago. What have you done since, you know? Mm. Or, or someone who was a college sports athlete or high school athlete, and they live on those glory days, and they just they don't move on. And they're in it. I mean, for me, I think we all do that in one aspect. You know, you have a great experience, or you do something to be proud of. You graduate from a certain school or something, but it shouldn't be your entire identity. And the problem with it is that it prevents you from enjoying the now. To the full extent. Well, it's like the Uncle Rico effect from the point dynamite, right? It's you're you're so caught up in reminding everyone of how great you once were at that one thing that you don't ever become anything more than that. And the further you get away from that time, the older you get and the more distant that that moment in time was, the more kind of sad it becomes. <laughs> Because it's like, well, like you said, what have you done lately? Like, what? That was a great thing you did, but what have you done since then? How have you kept it up? How have you 
maintain relevancy, you know? Not really, because you're still caught up in that moment. Yeah, but remember when, you know? So for me, there's there's something I read um, a couple weeks ago, and it was by this gentleman, uh, Naval Ravikant. Ravikant. He's a startup investor guy, and he's he's pretty funny to follow on uh, Twitter because he kind of just puts people in his place. And he has this this quote about happiness, these these points that he, he talks about happiness. And he says, uh, peace is happiness at rest, and happiness is peace in motion. You can convert peace to happiness anytime you want, but peace is what you want most of the time. If you're a peaceful person, anything you do will be a happy activity. And then, um, and then he follows that up by saying, "People who live far below their means enjoy a freedom that pe- people busy upgrading their lifestyles can't fathom." And um, and it's almost like we we have a very debt rich society, which is driven by "I want something now, I'll pay for it later." figure it out later I'll put that away I want the reward now the work I promise to do later and in some aspects it's inevitable like we all partake of the consumerism and the debt and we all have it to some extent right but this kind of speaks a little bit to like emotional debt you know we're, we're so busy saying when this happens I can be happy or when I graduate or when I get that job or when so-and-so likes me or you know, you, you're, which which is not to say you shouldn't have ambitions, you shouldn't have goals. Which is also not to say that when those things happen, it won't make you happy. They probably will make you happy. But well, what the, are you doing in the meantime? Yeah, but to, the majority of life is ninety percent work, ten percent cashing in reward moments. You know, and and it's like people who say, "Oh, I, I you know, I, I work." all week for the weekend and so you're saying that you're spending five sevenths of your life dreading it (laughs) dreading the moments just so you can have two days where you can be happy you know it's it's kind of i don't know it's really a balance yeah i think there's there's that there's these people that um they have a very specific idea of what it means to be happy, which usually involves no responsibility and freedom to do whatever they want. But then there's also this group of people where, you know, we, we do talk about um, living in the moment. And I think that there's some misunderstanding there. I think a lot of people see it as, um, I got to live it up right now because I don't know what the future will have. I don't know what that means. I'm not going to worry about the future. I'm not going to get caught up in my past. Just gonna live for right now and do whatever it is that makes me happy in this very moment. And that's a dangerous thing to do. Because if you completely ignore consequences and outcomes of the future and you don't learn from past mistakes, you're basically setting yourself up for a heck of a lot of problems. Right? If you if you literally only live in that moment and what makes me happy in this moment. You know, what will make me comfortable? What will make me uh, feel good right now? You're setting yourself up for a lot of problems in the future. 
So that's not what we're saying. We're not saying just live it up right now because the future and the past don't matter. What we're saying is don't be so caught up or dwell so much on the past or on the future that you don't take advantage of your present. Yeah. So there's there's a fine balance between um, never being in the moment and always either being distracted or multitasking with your thoughts, you know, never actually being present, and always being present and never planning for your future. You know, there, there's some sort of balance there that needs to be struck. Um, but but what I find typically in people that exhibit this uh, time traveler behavior is that they're always chasing the next thrill, the next high, the next whatever. And they never really enjoy what they're currently doing. They're, if they're at the baseball game, they're worried, oh, what are we going to do tonight, you know? And when tonight comes, what are we going to do in the morning? And, you know, and, and it can be with activities or it can be with material things. Oh, I want this new monitor. As soon as I get that, I want this. And, and I'll, as soon as I get that, I'll be happy. And then you get it and then it's nothing. Like it wasn't, you know, then you want something else. Something else. So you think it's, do you think it's like a greed? It's like a, you think greed plays into that? Where we usually attribute greed to wanting expensive things or money, right? But it's almost like a greed of experiences. Yeah, it's like never, never being, never finding satisfaction. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They're looking for some kind of satisfaction. Uh, apparently, there was some kind of satisfaction that was met in the past, and that's why they keep bringing that up, and they want that satisfaction back, and they're not getting it in whatever their relationship is or whatever they're doing, they're not getting that satisfaction. Oh, and it's the same way. It's like, okay, I just bought this new car. Well, I was satisfied for a few months. Now I want to get a new car and then you buy it. And there is those small little satisfactions that you get, but it's not enough. So really what you're looking for is something beyond that. That's lasting satisfaction, not these one-offs that we keep talking about or we keep seeking. Well, yeah, and let's let's take you know, we're really gonna rag on high school quarterback, you know, because <laughs> there's nothing wrong with being a high school quarterback, but that's always the stereotypical like back when I was in high school, we won the state championship and whatever, and they they're so caught up in that. That experience that they had, that positive experience, I felt fulfilled. Yeah. I put in all this work. I put in all this effort. Everything played out perfectly. And I achieved that goal, right? But then they neglect to set the next goal. They neglect to say, okay, now that I've accomplished that, um, here's what my next target is. It's like, no, I, I, want, I just want to feel that again. I want to feel that again. Maybe. Maybe it was they got it so easy. Maybe everything just fell into place for that one person. They were at the right spot at the right time, and it didn't take a whole lot of work. And they're waiting for that gamble, for that roll of dice, for that lottery ticket to happen again, and they're wondering, why, why am I not getting that lottery you know, drawing again? Why am I not getting 
that win again. And they don't, and they can't put it together that, you know what, you just happened to be in the right place at the right time, and this was handed to you. You had a wonderful experience, but guess what? If you look back on it, did you really do anything for it? Maybe they didn't. And they're ex- they they go on with life expecting stuff like that to continue to happen, without putting ever learning to put in the effort and the hard work to make it happen. And so it's just like this thing that, well, and well, and the struggler part of it, right? Because all of us have had something in our past that we're proud of accomplishing, right? And we can. There's nothing wrong with reminiscing on that and saying, I remember when we did this and, or I did this and it was great. And I felt like, you know, whether it was through my hard work or just right place, right place, right time, it was awesome. But the struggler will look at that and say, um, because the world is against me now, it can't happen. Something out there is preventing me from being able to get back to that again. You know, it, well, I, 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 after that, I hurt my knee and now I can't play sports anymore. Or after that, I, you know, something, there's always something well, that's preventing them. Yeah, they, and they always put the blame on something, right? right. Like, go back to the football, high school football player. It's do, like, do you think? had they called a different play, we would have won that game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, or, you know, had, it, it's always. I mean, I'm just saying, Seahawks <laughs> should have given it to Marshawn Lynch. But I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, that was bad. Do you think it's part of like us wanting to identify ourselves um, with these events? Because socially, it, it is good to be the quarterback. It is good to have that thing. It is good to have achieved that. Um, do, do they still so, do they still think people are like you know holding that against them? And so they're still trying to prove themselves by saying. Hey, it wasn't my fault. Or well, I think what they saw was I was on this trajectory of stardom or whatever. You know, I won the state championship in high school and it was only up from there. And then they realized that the world is a little more complicated than high school. And maybe they haven't really become the world-renowned sports athlete they thought they were going to be or something like that. And so they're trying to tell everyone, yeah, I might be in, you know, this dead-end job, but I won the state championship, and you can't say that, you know, it's like, okay, you know. Uh, You know, I I find, I find someone I know that they always reminisce on their high school days, because they were the popular person, Hmm. and they had a job, they had work leave, you know, so they had money. And they had uh, like a, a truck, a big lifted truck, and they would run around with, and they were the popular one because they could give people rides, and they had money so they could buy food that wasn't from the cafeteria, McDonald's or something, you know. But at the time, they probably felt like that was awesome. Could go on dates and do things and pay for it and show off, and and that was it. They put all their eggs in that basket. They didn't look to the future to see. Hey, that nerdy kid that I make fun of that's working really hard, developing all these skills. Yeah, I'm going to work for him one day, and so are my kids, because they're going to follow after my habits, right? You know, so it, because that's when I see this being 
manifest it a lot. People who choose not to improve themselves anymore because they felt they hit some achievement in the past that excuses them from having to follow the path everyone else has to follow, you know? And so we do have the other side of that where you do have entrepreneurs and people who drop out of school and start startup businesses and become successful. And these people often point to those people to say, but look, they didn't take the normal path. So I shouldn't feel bad about taking the normal path. But they themselves kind of excuse their mediocrity by seeing the people who became successful not taking the normal path, you know, not. But those people, what you don't see is all the work they did. You they're, know, I, they're still on the path, right? Those people are still on the path. They did something and they're still doing something. And they still work really hard. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at uh, everyone wants to be Joe Rogan, like in his podcast. It makes He makes tons of money. But he was saying for six years, I didn't make a dollar in yeah. the podcast. For six years. He's doing it now for 10 years. So he's turned a profit the last four years. But he said for six years, I did nothing. And he, he talks about comedians who do the same thing. They go, they strike out, they strike out. And everybody's like, they want to go from being nothing to being like Brian Regan. Yeah. And it's like, what you don't realize is like that for them, he talks about it takes him two years to develop an act. He says he does about 10 minutes a month. So in about six months, he can have about an hour's worth of work. And then he goes to little comedy things where he tries things out. He gets booed. You, you don't see all of that. And then eventually in about two years, you have a whole set that's polished. And then you can do a Netflix special and be barred. Like, Whoa, that's great. And, and, you know, but they don't see all the little, little itty bitty work. But you see someone like that and you think, oh, that person is free. They can do everything they want. And he says every day he has to sit down and write for two hours. No matter what, he has to do it as an ex as an exercise to get his brain flowing to, to, you know. And just imagine that you're doing something two hours a day that will pay off in two years. Yeah. Very few people have that mindset or that discipline. And they feel like, oh, they're all off the unbeam. They didn't they didn't go to school for eight years. They but it's like they're going to school right now. <laughs> they're they're still doing it. They're putting all that hard work into their craft. And what gets me is the individuals who who they feel one day success is based on luck and one day it's going to be my turn. Well, it's the, it's the America's got talent thing. You know, every single person you see goes on America's got talent. They're like, I'm just looking for my big break. I'm just looking for, I've been doing this for three years now and I'm just looking for someone to see me and hear me or whatever. And they go on and they, they do a good job and the whole place applauds them and they get all their yeses and they might move on and get eliminated later on in the show. And then do you ever hear from those people again? Have you ever heard from any of them again? No, not really. Maybe the people who get like right to the very end and lose. But like if you make it to the next round and lose and you're out. You disappear. Never again. That's not what it's about. It's not this moment, a flash in the pan. You know, it's not about, okay, here's your 15 minutes of fame. That's great. It's a cool experience, but you can't bank on that. You can't be looking at that saying, I just need this one chance and then my whole life will be different from there. That's the, that's that, the future aspect of the time traveler, right? Where you're saying, I'm, it's going to come. It's someday I'm going to be standing on a street corner and a music exec is going to come stand next to me 
and he's going to say, hey, how's it going? I'm going to be like, I'm fine. How are you? And be like, your voice. It's <laughs> perfect. You know, <laughs> that's never going to happen. So, but pe- so many people look at it like, oh, I'm just waiting for that, for my windfall, you know? And it's like, it, I mean, it happens enough that people think that it's a possibility. Well, it bubbles to the top enough, but that's still a very <clears throat> small, small percentage. Of course, media blows it up and makes right. it seem like it's happening all the time. Yeah. It's like, no. How many, how many A-list celebrities are there? Like 100? Like 200? Yeah. Out of how many? 7 billion people? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Well, it's like the, the people that say, you know, well, Justin Bieber was found on YouTube. By Usher. Yeah, do you think Usher's sitting at his house being like, I'm going to scour YouTube for the next 14 days to find another Justin Bieber? No, that was a, a fluke, and it was very beneficial for everyone involved, but that's not the norm. And you can't look at it as, someday this is going to happen if I just keep putting my stuff out there. So do you think the individuals who are stuck in the time traveler mentality are also they also seem immovable like they're just waiting they're not actively pursuing things or they are pursuing something but that that in that end thing is keeping them so frustrated that they don't enjoy life i think they think they're moving towards something they sell it to themselves as, no, it's okay that I'm stuck in this rut because I know that I'm, I'm working towards this. But they don't realize that the rut that you're in isn't the rut you think you're in. You think you're in this, you know, you just got to stay the course and then things will all turn out well. When in reality, the rut you're in is that you are completely oblivious to what's going on in your life currently. You're, you're not even considering the relationships with people. You're not even considering your employment. You're not even considering your current status because you're so worried about the future, what, what, you, what might happen someday. Or this could be even more sad. They think they've had their fame. That was a one-off thing. And now they just have to get through the rest of life. <laughs> and those people are, you know, they live for the weekends to just get drunk and to, Escape. you know, yeah, escape and think about the past. And that's because they think, we. I've had my 15 minutes of fame and that's all I like, am allotted. You see that with people that are like, oh, I didn't, I didn't get my college degree. So I just have to do this job. Oh, why don't you apply for that? Oh, because you need experience. I don't have it. Or I don't. And it's like the boat has sailed. They're left on the, on the shore and... There's no such thing as swimming or another boat's coming. There, There's nothing. It's like a hopeless scenario. All, all of the growth mindset concepts of consistency, resiliency, uh, grit are lost because you're like, I, I, I achieved that or I, I someday will achieve something, but I just got to hang in there until the end. You know, it's like... When there's so many... <laughs> unique little things that are happening all around them that could bring them that much joy, if not more, if they would just stop and go, oh, this is something new, you know, or I, I don't know. It's, 
There's a, a, a quote by a guy named Eckhart Tolle. Um, he he classifies himself as a spiritual teacher. So I'm not sure exactly what that means, but um, the quote's really good. It says, "Unease, anxiety, tension, stress, worry, all forms of fear are caused by too much future and not enough presence. Guilt, regret, resentment, grievances, sadness, bitterness." And all forms of non-forgiveness are caused by too much past and not enough present. That's interesting. We we need the past to learn from it. We need the future because that's how we set goals and motivate ourselves and raise ourselves. But more than both of those, we need to live in the now and control what we have tangible in front of us. I think you... You can have peace when you know where you've come from and where you're headed and that you're in the appropriate area along that path. If you're if you're running faster than you should, you know, you've taken on too many things, maybe you need to slow down. You know? Or if you're lagging behind, not hitting your goals, feeling overwhelmed, maybe you need to speed up. And maybe you need to change your criteria into constantly check, is the goal, is the destination still worth it? Because I think sometimes people lock something in, and then they become miserable, they wander all over the place. And it's and some people, I think more people are where they should be, and should be content. And part of it is just patience. You know, I had a someone who I look up to a lot, tell me uh, life life is is about half of life is patience and the other half is a good backup plan and the patience you need to make sure that your plan really is exhausted and it's not working and then you need to adjust and then the other half is you have to have a good backup plan what if it doesn't work out what are you going to do then you know Um, i think the present gives you context about your past and about your future in, in the Maori culture, they, especially in terms of family history, right, they, they view themselves as the center point of a continuum where the past, you owe responsibility to your ancestors to be a good person, to be an upstanding citizen, to be whatever. And you also have that same responsibility to your descendants, right? The present has a context. So if you put that in terms of an individual, you owe your, your own past your best effort, that you learn from it, you grow from it, you, you are, you're progressing. And you owe your future your best effort now. I can't look at my future and say, that's where I want to be, that's where I want to go, if I'm not willing to view myself, where do I stand right now? The past will always look better than it really was, right? People, people that live in the past that want to look back and say, I just got to bring back my glory days. If they actually went back in time (laughs) with the eyes they have now, they would see it a little bit differently, right? In the moment, it felt a lot better than maybe it really was. Or we tend to forget the the bad parts, the pain, the negative parts about it, and we only remember the good, which is in, in one way is good because you don't have to dwell on the bad stuff, but it also gives you a skewed view of what the past was really like. Um, I think it's 
really important to to make sure that you you understand that the present gives you context about both past and future. See, one one of the things that that I think we don't see often is how we how we are sacrificing our happiness to worry to worry about things we can't control, you know. Um, and I'm not saying it's good to be ignorant, but sometimes ignorance is bliss. Like there's some truth to that, um, you know. And what you choose to feed yourself mentally and emotionally, like I, I, I look at the news every day. I look, I look at it online. And every now and then I see some terrible atrocity that's happened that really affects me and, and, and it bothers me. And some days I have to say, oh, I need something good to look at. I need something happy. I need to look at something optimistic. Oh, look at these people. They did this thing and, and it's funny or it's helping others and stuff. And I think it's healthy. It's not good to bury your head in the sand, but it's also not good to just stand out there looking at every possible terrible thing that's going on and comment endlessly on it and try to pass it on and pass it on. You know, there, this guy, you know, there's another quote um, that I really like. It, it's He says, a busy mind can often rob you of peace of mind. The peace that we seek is not peace of mind, but it's peace from mind, meaning sometimes peace from our thoughts. And I know a lot of people talk about meditation and, 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 and things like that because it's, it's something that helps you to learn to be very mentally present of your emotions to the point where you want to just feel nothing. You want to, almost like if your mind was an was a inbox of emails, you want to work through all your emails until you don't have any more emails. And one of the things that this gentleman mentioned is can you sit in a room for 10 minutes quietly? And he said he finds the majority of people uh, cannot do that. They have to fidget. They have to be on the phone. They have to, and, and it's something that when you sit down quietly, you're left with your thoughts. And you can start to ask yourself, Why, how do I feel right now? I feel anxious. Why do you feel anxious? Uh because I'm worried about this thing about work. Well, what do you, what do you, what should you do about that? And, and it's, it's funny for me, when I get really stressed, I make a list of the things that are stressing me out, and then I make a list of what I'm going to do about those things. And as soon as I do that, I can feel so much stress leaving me, you know, because I have a plan. And you feel more empowered, and you feel more in control. And we live in a world where people feel out of control, they feel like external things are happening to them. Um, and, and I think when we, seek, when we seek to solve external problems, we'll find that there is infinite amount of external problems. We need to start thinking about what are the internal things that I can solve to fix myself. Because in, in this whole wide universe, and all these things moving, all these people interacting... The only thing you control is yourself, where you go, what you do, how you act. And based on that will shape how you experience this life, whether it's going to be pleasant 
whether you're going to help others or whether you're going to be not pleasant, unhappy, unfulfilled, you know. And I think, I think in this, as we think about strugglers and these, these symptoms or these behaviors or these habits, the important thing to remember is as you identify what these things look like, understand that they're, they're a trap. They don't ultimately lead you to happiness. And that to be happy, you have to control yourself. You have to have discipline. You have to change things. You know, it's funny because you look at the world we live in and just consider traffic. There's so many rules to driving correctly. But the fact that we can drive correctly, that we have these rules, we have so much freedom to travel. Go to, go to a place like Mexico City. And understand the traffic, it's kind of whatever goes. But the cost of that freedom, the perceived freedom of I'll just do whatever I want, means if everyone does that, no one gets anywhere. Right? And here, the discipline of we have these rules so everyone can get everywhere. You know, everyone can get somewhere. And I think it's a lie when we say, Freedom or peace or happiness is just doing whatever. No, there is a formula. And then the formula is there are some principles that are universal for everyone. And then it's up to you to customize it to yourself to, to maybe add a little bit more of this, a little bit less of that. But having discipline and, and being able to have a growth mindset and not being stuck on at a future moment, I'll do this. Having these these future debt checks of happiness that you're one day going to cash, you're going to realize you're you've passed your whole life by, you've passed a year, you've passed six months, and you, no amount of money will ever buy you a second of time again. You know. So I think along those lines, we need to get good at savoring. We need to get good at enjoying the moment that we're in. Um, whenever I think of, of that, I think of like, don't chew your ice cream, right? Like if you, you see these people that eat their ice cream so fast, they're like chewing it. And it's like, are you even tasting it? Yeah, are you it's even, not human. Are you even enjoying it? Like, take your time, enjoy the flavor of it, you know? Um, savor, savor moments, savor people, savor even the bad stuff sometimes. Look at it and say... Yeah, this really sucks. I want to remember how this feels. Because when this is over, it's going to feel infinitely better. Right? Find ways to, to be more present. And then the other thing I thought of when, when I was thinking about how, to, how, do, how can I be more present is to do things to connect more to my physical body. Your physical body is the most temporal and present thing that there is. Your mind is abstract. Your mind can go back and forth in time, and your physical body can't yet. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but if you, if you do things like like you were saying meditation or um, I don't know, just different ways to kind of connect more to the physical world, um, it will force you to to acknowledge your present situation a lot more than you know just thinking about it. Um, the other day I went on a walk with my kid for no reason. 
and it was the most enjoyable walk I've had in a long time. And I think it was because it was for no reason. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think we overcomplicate things sometimes. We, we, you know, me, I know I drive my wife crazy because I, I like everything to be planned. That's a plan. And I like that if there is no plan, that that's the plan. That the plan is there is no plan. <laughs> like, it's kind of weird and, and I'm working on it, but, um, but I think sometimes we have to just let go of things. You know, we, we worry a lot about things. And even whether you are exhibiting some of these habits that are in our struggler dictionary here we're using, or you have people who exhibit these habits, you know, the, the, the main thing is if you care about someone, if you truly care, and you want to help them, the best way to help them is by your example. You know, it's it's really hard to give financial advice when you're in your eyeballs in debt. You know, it's really hard to give someone advice on, on eating healthy when you are packing down Twinkies left and right. It's really hard to teach somebody how to exercise when you yourself can't walk for more than five minutes. But if the world of technology has us believing that the information is out there and we just have to pair it, it back to each other. Well, actually, you should have a low-carb diet. and You should uh, you should do muscle-free uh, movement exercises that are better for your joints. And everyone can pair it, all that garbage. Very few people can actually do it and be consistent and learn to master something and not just be a sheep. That, that's out there just parroting back whatever the latest Google document article says is the best way to eat eggs or cook eggs or be happy or be fulfilled. And that's the point of all this. For me, you know, it's I want us to share our thoughts and ideas and experiences on how we actually have learned these lessons, you know. Um, you know, for me... You know, when I when I started working where I work, it was really disheartening. It was really troublesome because I was always chasing the next thing. Where am I going to go from here? Where am I? And when I started to settle down and just be the best at whatever my position was, then I started to become promoted and, and do other things. And, and every now and then I have to continuously remind myself, before you grab that next rung of the ladder or before you start eyeballing that, make sure you know how to hold the current rungs you're at. You know, make sure you, and then enjoy it. Enjoy where you're at um, and stop chasing some future event because we, we don't have any guarantees. You may have a seven-year goal, but every day towards that goal should try to be a, an enjoyment because tomorrow you may be gone. And so what? You didn't finish your goal, but did you have a happy life? Did you enjoy yourself? But I hope you guys enjoy um, something. And if not, the best advice I can give you is don't listen to anyone's advice, including yours. <laughs> no, honestly, just figure things out. Try one thing and try another. You know, we keep wanting to conform to this ideal lifestyle or ideal path. And no one's path is the same and no one's path should be because we're all individuals, we're all free. And the 
the the thing I keep thinking of is if if I have a group of friends who I really trust that are my friends, then I hope they are comfortable coming to me and saying, Hey, Vili, you keep complaining about things, and it's actually your fault. Quit being such a baby, or you should work harder. Because if that's really true, maybe the delivery can be a little better. Maybe you add some donuts or something. If you really care about someone, that's what we're trying to do, is lift ourselves and lift each other. You know, and sometimes one of the greatest blessings of going through something difficult is not just what you learn, but what you can teach someone else. You know, you look at your child and you look at when they are struggling with something or trying to figure out their identity or someone makes fun of them for the first time. And you look at, man, you have no idea what's coming, but you can sympathize and empathize and say, you know what? Think about it this way. And then their little perspective starts to change. And, and when some, and, and one day they may, you know, do, do that and so on and so forth. You know, that's part of having bad experiences is that you can then have, teach somebody else and help somebody else. It's not always you, life just sucks and then you die, right? We say that a lot <laughs> in this podcast. No, but... Um... This, this life, honestly, it's meant to be enjoyed. And it's really hard to enjoy your life if you're constantly overly worried about the future or constantly feeling remorse or regret or even something about the past that you wish you had back. Um, it, find ways to, to tap into your present and, and to enjoy it to spend time with people that you enjoy and doing things that you enjoy on the way to what may come. Make plans for the future, but don't allow that to cripple you with worry, you know? Find ways to to make every day count. And if you don't think you're a time traveler, the ones that really are, that are stuck in these moments, when you realize that, you need to also realize that those people that love you around you, they're tired of your excuses and your bull crap. <laughs> and you should apologize <laughs> and take them out to eat. Because, no, but it's serious. Like, when you find a deficiency, when you finally have a, one of those aha moments and you say, crap, I've been doing that and treating people that way. It's never yes. too late to change and to acknowledge that these behaviors don't just affect you, they affect others. Yeah. And and sometimes your friends are heroes because they put up with you. If you if you liked what you heard today or in any of the other podcasts. Or you didn't. Or you didn't like <laughs> They'll it. They'll like it. Um, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, um, at the MindSpark Podcast. Make sure you look us up, make a comment, give us some feedback, or just share this episode with someone that you think might benefit from it or might like to hear it or might have some issue with it. Um, we, we're more than open to feedback and we just want to continue the conversation. You know, I think part of the reason is we decided to do this is we wanted to share our experiences. We three have very different upbringings and lifestyles personalities but I consider that we're pretty good friends and we've been able to help one another and we're able to 
talk about things in a way that that I hope you guys feel is sincere and genuine. And we're also on the journey. We're also learning ourselves. <laughs>